0: Just go to indeed.com/slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Today is Tuesday, February the 22nd, 2022. And it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, I break down tonight's game as South Carolina baseball returns to action as they take on the Winthrop Eagles in the first midweek game of the 2022 baseball season. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety, including talking to the Eagles. They're pitching, they're hitting. Of course, we'll talk South Carolina. their starting pitcher for tonight's game. What to watch for, key player for tonight. And I will lock in my prediction as well. Guys, we've got a packed show for you here on this Tuesday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show store guys tsus.store the best game cox merchandise on the internet head over to tsus.store and stay tuned for all of our latest drops including t-shirts hoodies long sleeves pullovers koozies stickers you name it we got it again that's tsus.store again keep your eyes peeled we've got a lot of exciting new merchandise dropping for baseball season basketball season football season all of our tsus athlete NIL stuff as well so again guys be sure to check us out tsus.store that's tsus.store again guys, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it! And girls, happy Tuesday. And the reason I say it that way, in case you did not notice when you look at the calendar this morning, today is 2 22 which I didn't really look it up beforehand. I don't know the last time that happened. I feel like it's something that's got to happen pretty rarely. So again, either way, hope you enjoy your 222. Twenty-two, And I hope this show finds you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Hope you're having a fantastic start in your week. And again, we have got a lot to get into here on this Tuesday show. A warm Tuesday in the city, by the way. It is, it is uncharacteristically warm this week, weather all in the 80s. I think Thursday, I think I saw it's going to be like 86 degrees. So definitely, guys. Enjoy it, because you know what? Who knows? It'll probably be cold before you know it. But to enjoy the warm weather, especially being out at Founders Park, if you're at the baseball game, you're watching the Yardcocks, definitely get out there and enjoy some baseball. But again, very excited to chat with you guys. You know, I'll tell you this. We all get fired up for weekend series, of course, for obvious reasons. But there is something special about the midweek, guys. And I'll tell you this selfishly. You know, of course, one of my one of my biggest reasons I was so – pumped and excited for moving to Columbia outside of the obvious was just baseball season and having the opportunity to go to each and every single game and watch the yard cocks. You know, believe it or not, it may sound silly to some, but it was just something that I dreamed about being able to do for quite a while, but there's truly, you know, there's no better feeling I could argue than being in the middle of baseball season and waking up on a Tuesday and just realizing, Oh man, we get to go to the yard later today. Like, like what a great feeling that is. You know, it's it's some Tuesday, you just, you just have them, and it's like, oh, it's just Tuesday, you know what I mean? Whatever, just another day in the week. But today, folks, we get to watch baseball, and, and that's awesome. So, again, without further ado, let's dive in the game tonight, guys. Gamecocks taking on the Winthrop Eagles in the first midweek matchup of the 2022 season, 4 o'clock first pitch at Founders Park. And again, I know a lot of you ask, Chris, why is the game so early? Why are we playing these 4 o'clock games? Well, guys, in case you did not realize, I didn't realize the amount of people who don't understand why the games are scheduled at 4 o'clock early in the season. They actually do it because of weather, because normally it is cold this time of year. So the last thing you want to do, you know, let's say the high was 50 degrees, degrees today, right? The last thing you want to do, is having a 7 o'clock first pitch start and be out at Founders Park till 10 o'clock when it gets colder and colder and colder after the sun goes down. So, you have these games scheduled for earlier in the day. Of course, that's not going to be anything to worry about tonight because it is going to be absolutely beautiful out at the ballpark. But again, 4 o'clock first pitch at Founders Park on the SEC Network Plus. So, again, I'll be there, all of you watching on the stream. God bless you. Try to make the best Out of it, I don't know what to tell you. uh, But on SEC Network Plus, yet again, Winthrop, of course, of the Big South, their head coach is Tom Riggenos. Their 2021 record—it was a tough year for Winthrop a year ago. Of course, the Gamecocks played them last year, but Winthrop went 19 and 27, and 15 and 21 in conference. And early in this 2022 season, Winthrop is two and one. They took their opening weekend series against Eastern Michigan, winning the first two games before dropping the Sunday game. Look at the pitching staff for Winthrop. This is where they really, really struggled a season ago. A 6.84-team ERA. On the mound for tonight's game, they're starting right at pitcher Carter Sutton. He is 0-0 with a 27 ERA. And, guys, you're going to notice the numbers, obviously, the statistics early on the season. You know, it's a very limited sample size, so some of the numbers are going to be inflated or what have you. So a 27 ERA, what does it really mean? Who knows? By the way, right at pitcher Carter Sutton, will get the start for the Eagles in the game tonight. You look at the hitting side of things. Last year, they actually hit 280. So like I said, guys, they swung it pretty well but the pitching side is really what let them down. You look at players to watch for guys guys that are returning to the Eagles. Uh, they're led by catcher Ty Hooks who last year was absolutely incredible. Hit 343 for them, a homer and 28 RBIs. You then look at second baseman Joey Tepper, hit 314 a season ago, three home runs, 21 RBI, and then outfielder Dylan Morton who hit 258 but had four home runs and 24 RBI. Now for South Carolina, moving to the Gamecock side of things, their starting pitcher they will roll out Cade Austin, who will look to bounce back from a tough performance on Friday, in which he gave up six earned runs in that ball game. Again, guys, his ERA obviously very inflated right now as well. You look at it, his ERA sits at a thirty-two point four. ERA. So again, he will look to obviously lower that number, um, but a pair of right-handers that will look to bounce back from their opening weekends and sort of establish themselves for their respective ball clubs. Now, we don't know what to watch for. That's where we have to start. Kate Austin getting another opportunity, and obviously Josiah Seitler was the guy you expected to use in the midweek, but obviously with the injury to Julian Bosnick, that has had to slide him to the weekend rotation, at least as of now. Cade Austin gets in the look, and guys, I'll tell you this, not to jump ahead of my prediction or anything like that, but I really do expect a bounce-back performance from Cade Austin because, again, Cade's a guy, you know, I watched all throughout preseason, watched him in the scrimmages, and he was a dude just, you know, nothing, nothing really that jumped out to you in regards to, oh, that's really plus, that's plus, that's plus, but just a strike thrower attacks hitters, does have good run of the fastball. I think the breaking ball is good enough to get swings and misses. Um, Got a decent change up. But obviously, again, I I think his first outing, first ever collegiate outing, you know, there's some nerves there. On opening day, um, I think maybe he was left in a little bit longer than he should have been just because, you know, you had two outs and you want to think to yourself, okay, let's not burn another arm to get one final out. But I'm actually really excited for Kate Austin to get the opportunity. Again, I think he's a guy that can really help. You know, Mark Kingston even saying in the preseason, he expected Kate Austin to pitch big innings for this ball club. So Kate Austin get, getting another look. How long do they stretch him out? How long do they let him go? And again, what can he do for a bounce back performance? You know, I've seen people commenting as well, because Kate, of course, a local guy, I believe from Chapin, um, you know, people commented and said that actually with the blowfish uh, last summer, that his first outing was really, really rough, and then he settled in, was fantastic the rest of the summer. So maybe he's a guy... He's got to get that first one out of the way and sort of get his feet wet, and we'll see him bounce back tonight and sort of become a piece because I think he is a dude that you could look to in the Carolina bullpen and really depend on him later in the year, Um, but it starts tonight. Again, if you can't do it in the midweek, it's going to be really hard for a coaching staff to put you in there on the weekend and count on you and hand the baseball over to you when you got a lead or you're trying to stay in a ballgame. So Kate Austin getting another opportunity against a Winthrop Eagles team that, again, he should be able to have some success against now the question I just had regarding Kate Austin and how long they stretch him out that actually leads me to my next point and what I'm looking for in this game what is with new pitching coach Justin Parker what is the mentality in the midweek? Is it we're going to stretch Kate Austin out five, six innings, however long he can go? Or is it going to be more of what we saw last year, which was the Johnny Holstaff approach and getting guys, you know, a bunch of different looks. And maybe you get two or three innings out of Kate Austin, but then it's one inning for this guy, one inning for this guy, one, 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 one. Or do you stretch Kate Austin out longer? Because again, I think there's advantages, obviously, to both. Now, I understand, and I'm one, guys. It's some of those midweek games I mean, they, they go on forever when you have all these pitching changes, but the midweek is a great opportunity to get guys work, get guys innings that need to pitch that, you know, maybe you want to get another look at, you know, you don't want to put them out for the weekend quite yet, but they need to pitch and they need to get their feet wet. They need to get some experience and get some innings under their belt. So do we see more of the same in regards to that approach? And again, I know it frustrates some fans because a guy will be pitching really well and then they take him out. You know, we saw it last year with Will Sanders and Jack Mahoney and Josiah Seitler when he pitched, and people saying, oh, my God, why are you shuffling pitchers? Well, again, they use the midweek to get a look, right? They use the midweek to get a look. So is it more of that Johnny Holstaff approach, or do we see Kate Austin get stretched out, and maybe he sort of slides into that midweek starter role permanently? Uh, Something else I'm watching for, guys. In the hitting side of things, right, in regards to the hitters, You look back at opening weekend. You actually didn't swing it that bad, guys. I know you look at the Saturday and the Sunday games, and, and, you know, you you couldn't do anything basically the entire game except for one or two innings out of each game. But you look at the overall average and how you swung it on opening weekend. Guys, you actually hit 318 during that series. And you had double-digit hits in each of the three games. Your biggest problem was the fact that you could not find a way to get that big knock, you know what I mean? That 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 RBI double, that triple, that home run. I mean, guys, you didn't have an extra base hit from the end of the game Friday all the way until Andrew Eister's Grand Slam on Sunday afternoon. So, for me, it's just finding ways to get the big knock. Again, you know, getting base hits is awesome. Getting guys on base is great. But as Ray Tanner used to say, at some point, man, singles clog the bases. You know what I mean? Like, I know people complained last year about, hitting the home run and I'm not saying you know our 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 mentality tonight should be let's drop and drive and hit bombs and all that but you know you got to make solid contact you got to find a way to drive the baseball into the gaps and again they all know that for sure but do we see that more tonight Uh, again you need to make that a habit getting the big knock you know tearing up the gaps left center right center what have you and on a warm night like you're gonna have Drive the baseball, man. It's going to be a great night to be a hitter. It's going to be a great night to get the ball up in the air. I'm sure the wind will be blowing out to right field at Founders as always is. So guys like Brant Belk, Matt Hogan, uh, Josiah Seitler, your big lefty bats, that should benefit them. But, again, who's going to step up and sort of start it? Because, again, guys, you've heard this phrase all the time, hitting is contagious. And you're able to hit a lot over the weekend, but it's going from, you know, getting those hits. And once you get guys on, you know, the guys that are coming up, your big bashers. You got to step up, man. You got to step up and drive the ball into the gap. You got to step up, and hit a home run, and, and get those runs in because it doesn't matter if you have 10, 11, 12, 13. I don't care if you have 20 hits. If you can't get the clutch knock, if you can't get that big knock, that extra base hit, and drive guys in, it really doesn't mean anything in the long run. On that, something else I'm watching for. Again, my, my notes here, I say does a warm night at Founders Park result in a big Power night again, guys. It's going to be like eighty degrees. I'm sure the wind's going to be blowing out the right field. Simply put, it's going to be a great night to be a hitter. And, and as we talked all pre season, I try to tell you guys, you know, you're not going to be a team. I think this year that solely depends on the home run. You're not going to have a West Clark in your lineup. I think that hits twenty three bombs, obviously, but you've still got some big, strong dudes that 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 can that can send the baseball a very long way. Um, guys like Andrew Eister, Braylon Wimmer, Kevin Madden, you know, Matt Hogan. Uh, Josiah Seitler, amongst a host of others as well. Michael Braswell has shown, obviously, the power. So does that warm night. Of course, guys, when it's warm, the baseball flies, it travels. Again, it should be a really, really good night to be a hitter. And the midweek, man, you know, I, I hate to put it this way because I I, I want to put respect on the opponent. But, guys, I've talked to so many former county baseball players and, and gotten their thoughts on things and, and just talked about – we've talked about midweek games and stuff. And they'll tell you, man, the midweek is where you really use it to – to pad your stats, for lack of a better way of putting it, man, have some fun, go out there and be a hitter, go have a four for five night, you know what I mean, go tear up the opposing pitcher, this is the time to build confidence and pad stats and have yourself one hell of a night, so maybe a warm night will result in that bigger power production, that bigger power output at Founders Park in the non-conference matchup, um, also, something else, guys, I'm watching for. When you talk about the midweek, and again, you know, these are games that certainly you expect to win. And, of course, guys, as we've seen across college baseball already, you take nothing for granted. Anybody can beat anybody. But ideally, you would like to get a lot of guys playing time. And that's what I have written down here. Emptying the bench to find your best nine. Is South kind of able to get tons of different dudes playing time, get guys in different situations? Because, again, especially right now, early on in the season, as Mark Kingston pointed out, and I would tell you guys, It is about finding the best nine, that best combo that you're going to send out there day after day after day or get as close as you can to it. And also, I think for South Carolina right now, it's about finding out which of these newcomers, which of these youngsters – are really going to be ready to help you when you get an SEC play. You look at guys like Carson Hornung, uh, Talmadge LeCroy, you know, uh, Lambros, the the outfielder, you know, Thad Ector, of course, Braswell, we've already seen what he can do. Um, So getting a bunch of different guys, you know, Cole Messina, when he gets back, Um, We've already seen a bunch of different guys, but, you know, emptying the bench, you know, you hope you can get up in this game, and then later in the game, you start plugging and playing some dudes, and, you know, you really just get a first look, man, you get a first look, the midweek is sort of where the stars of tomorrow you can look at are born, that's really where the stars of tomorrow are born, is in the midweek, getting opportunities, and, and guys show up and show out, and they get more opportunities, and all of a sudden, you see them on the weekend, and they become superstars, so, emptying the bench do you get a lot of guys in there can you build that lead to where you can sort of empty the bench and, and get some new faces into that lineup guys the final thing i'm looking for is this and i feel like i talk about this a lot each and every single time these type of games happen but the beauty of these in-state matchups you know it's always always really really cool because you know there's guys that know each other on both sides and certainly there's guys that went through up that probably wanted to go to carolina that maybe they got a chip on their shoulder or feel slighted and you know for these teams that come in on these Tuesday nights, it is a very big deal for them because, again, they get to come into Founders Park and have the opportunity to knock off big, bad South Carolina, you know, take it to, stick it to Carolina, if you will, for whatever reason. But it's really, really cool. I I love seeing it, whether it's Winthrop, Citadel, Wofford, uh, USC Upstate, Presbyterian, Whoever it is, these, these games are really, really fun. College of Charleston, Coastal, whatever. But the beauty of the in-state matchups, I think it's really cool. Obviously, man, baseball in the state of South Carolina, we take a lot of pride in it. It's fantastic baseball in this state. So, again, the first in-state matchup of many between these smaller schools. But South Carolina Winthrop uh, won a game we see every single year. And I think there's just, again, guys, if you take a moment to appreciate it, I think there's something uh, kind of beautiful about the in-state matchups and just what they bring to your season. Guys, let's move to a key player for tonight my key player and you know I talked a lot about getting the big knock and I think setting the tone is really important I think setting the tone is pivotal and when you're talking about setting the tone the guy I think he had a solid opening weekend but I think he's got a lot more in him that is outfielder Brant Belk I I really want to see Belk come into his own and and maybe he can step up and and be that dude that sort of gets the big knock for you be that dude that um, you know produces at the top of the lineup Uh, again we saw over the weekend that hitting's contagious. Man, you get that first guy on, and all of a sudden you spark a rally, you get a couple on, you get a guy with a big, big hit. Uh, Brant Belk's going to be that guy, certainly, for you at the top of the lineup. And having that leadoff, that consistent leadoff that you can count on and that you can feel good about, it's so pivotal. And again, you don't have a lot of time until you get to Clemson, you get to Texas and then you get an SEC play. So, Brant Belt for me, he's the guy that I'm watching, you know, amongst a host of others as well. I'd say Kevin Madden's another, but really, Brant Belt. that's who I'm locked in on tonight. I thought he had a solid opening weekend, but I want to continue to see him come into his own and see more out of him in that leadoff spot. Guys, let's lock in my prediction for tonight's game. How will the Gamecocks fare in their first midweek game against the Winthrop Eagles? And, you know, again, guys, these midweek games are really, really interesting because I know fans – Take them for granted, right? I know fans take them for granted because fans look at these games and say, you know, it's it's almost sort of, I don't want to say it's a lose-lose, but it's funny how it's a situation where, you know, if South Carolina wins, oh, they just did what they were supposed to do. But if they lose, oh, my God, you know, you'll have fans out there, the sky is falling, what have you, which you, you really do. I will say this. You really do want to take advantage in the midweek and, again, get multiple guys playing time and get guys innings that need them and, you know, pad the stats a little bit with all due respect to the opponent. And these games against Winthrop, like I said, are always fun. The in-state matches. I mean, listen, South Gun is the better team. Winthrop was not a very good team a year ago. And while Winthrop, you know, you look at the breakdown of them, um, they do have some big-time weekend arms that are returning in Tyler Jones and Parker Whittle. Those guys are not throwing tonight. Uh, Those guys are not throwing tonight. You're going up against Carter Sutton, um, who I guess is sort of like Kate Austin in the sense of just trying to find himself. You should be able to swing it tonight. I don't think you'll see the offensive woes that you saw necessarily on Saturday or Sunday. I think it's going to be a primary focus to bring that intensity, bring that energy, be locked in from the jump and not just be um, you know, not just be, you know, waiting until the seventh, eighth, ninth inning and say, oh, my God, we got to score some runs. So I, I think this team from the jump from first pitch will come out fired up going to be a beautiful night for baseball at founders Park. I think that's going to help. Again, I think it's going to be a great night to be a hitter. I do think Kate Austin will bounce back. I think he'll pitch much, much better again, guys a guy that I saw in the preseason and he was dotting up. He was spotting up, made life very tough on Carolina hitters. So I think he will throw much better. And I do think the Gamecocks get a win over the Winthrop Eagles in their first midweek game of the season. Give me South Carolina, 11 Winthrop four. And again, guys, like I said, it's, it's funny because fans look at these midweek games and a lot of people don't even tune in, right? A lot of people that complain and bitch and moan, they won't even tune in the game and they'll just react to the score they see on Twitter, which is totally fine by the way. But you know, a lot of people won't tune in, but I, 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 the, these these midweek games are great opportunities in regards to getting guys playing time. But, you know, they're also games you got to take very seriously. Winthrop's going to come in tonight expecting to win. They're going to come in with goals of winning. So um, should be a lot of fun at Founders Park. But, again, I do think South Carolina will get the job done. I think they'll be locked in from the jump. Um, a team that is looking to improve in multiple facets, and I think they will show that tonight. Kate Austin, bounce back performance. And I think you're going to see a couple of guys in that lineup uh, would not be surprised to see South. And I actually fully expected to see the Gamecocks get back to double digit hits. And I think tonight they will convert those hits into runs scored. Again, final score yard, Cox 11, Eagles 4. So, again, guys, that's my, my prediction. Would love to hear from you all your thoughts on the first midweek game of the 2022 season. Again, very exciting stuff as we really continue to roll through this season. Just the fourth game of 2022, the fourth of 50. Six ball games. Going to be a ton of fun, guys. Hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Like I said, stay tuned. We've got some very, very, very big stuff behind the scenes that we are working on that I cannot wait to share with you all. Big things in regards to the merchandise, the business itself, and the health of the business and the future of the business. Really cool, man. T-S-U-S, the freaking moon, and it's all because of you guys. Again, thank you all so much. Love and support. Hope to see you out at the yard tonight, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, Beat Winthrop. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.